Hey y'all, what's up? Thank you so much for joining me for Real Matters of the Heart, where we say life is all about chances and you can determine how many you take, but not how many you get. My name is Joy. I'm your host. Thank you so much for joining me. And as always, I know I said this every episode, but I'm just blessed to be around some dope folks. So as usual, I got another dope person right up in here with me recording today. Miss, 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 Miss Liana. I give her all those misses because she wears that many hats. She does that many things, and she's amazing at all of them. So I'm, uh, you know, as I always say, blessed to know her and, and thankful for her presence in my life and contribution. And today we're going to be talking about uh, the F word. So <laughs> before we get into the conversation, I want to have Liana say a couple of words and introduce herself, and then we're going to jump right in. Hi, guys. My name is Liana. As Joy has said already, um, introduction of myself. That's just weird to do, but let's, <laughs> I'm an author. I'm a, I'm a pastor. I'm just, I'm a friend. I just care about people and just taking the things I've learned in life and somehow just instilling it in other people so maybe they can learn some of the same lessons I learned or maybe even better. So, mm. If I could just get into how many different ways this woman has inspired me, that would be like a whole episode by itself. But I do want to tell this really short story just because it, it just popped into my mind right now. When I first met Liana, I was just uh, starting as a part of this program at our church called Holy Fit. And I was one of the trainers, coaches. And she was part of the program. And as we'll get into later, she was um, in the midst of her, and still is in the midst of her, journey, um, health journey. But at that point, I think I guess you were kind of still very close to the beginning of it. Yeah, right? probably. Yeah, so I remember she just had this fire. She was eager and she was very, very determined and just committed to the process and just so dedicated and so disciplined. And I just remember being like, yo, this girl is not playing out here. And the more we talked and eventually, you know, we had gotten together and she was like, I'm really interested in doing some personal training. And I started working with her. And I just remember saying, and I think I did say it to you, like, there's an athlete in there. Mm -hmm. Like, just crazy discipline willing to try whatever like and if you know me if you've ever trained with me i come up with some stuff stuff. (laughs) and she was like down like yeah i'll try it and i was like yes and we used to be on the field and it was just like on and i loved it and i was i just so appreciated and even then before i knew her like on a very personal basis the way that we have become closer now even then, I was like super inspired by her, and I just saw this fire that was so much greater than what you would ever know if you just, I guess, about anybody, if you just see somebody walking down the street, right? You never just know their story. But it didn't surprise me when we did get closer, and I just found out more and more about who she was and what she does, or who she is, I should say, and what she does. It was just like, well, duh, that just aligns. And like, it just, it just, that fire that I saw in her on the field with regard to her workout and her commitment, dedication to that process shows up in every other area of her life. And it kind of confirms for me something that I always say, which is who you are in any situation is who you are in every situation. Hmm. So you can't hide it. You can't mask it. Right? Like, that's just what it is and so so if your money situation is messed up probably your relationships are messed Mm -hmm. up and you probably messed up at work too and Mm -hmm. all this other stuff and so how you show up in the world like Mm -hmm. pay attention to that like it really is a reflection of who you are and um so i just 
again, I'm always grateful to be in your presence and to be able to share with you and kind of gold nuggets, as mm-hmm. we always call them, right? It's going to be a lot of those today, I already know. <laughs> so the F word, the F word we're going to be talking about today is actually fear. Mm-hmm. And I think that it's something we can all relate to on some level. I, I say all the time that um, there are four flavors of fear. And they are the fear of failure, the fear of loss, the fear of rejection, and the fear of the unknown. And if we can ever get to the root of which flavor we are feasting on (laughs) at any given moment when we're making decisions about our lives, you can dig up the root of a lot of things. And again, who you are in any situation is who you are in every situation. So typically that fear, however you're operating in fear in one area, you're probably operating in that same fear in other areas of your life. And if you can figure out what that driving force is, you can like... To turn your whole life around mm-hmm. and it, it's really that simple but it's not that simple mm-hmm. like it's as simple as discovering what that mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. but then the process of changing your mind about that story that you're telling yourself mm-hmm. that's the part that's not so easy hmm. true <laughs> yeah. so can you speak to um, I don't even know can you I don't even know why I'm phrasing that as a question <laughs> I know you can will I speak to right <laughs> will you speak to that concept in yeah. terms of the personal experience Absolutely. I'll also, um, I'll talk, I mean, fear is definite. I shouldn't say my companion, but (laughs) you know, it's definitely, if fear were a person, we know each other really well. Yeah. Um, and you know, I will also say like, there's this misconception that fear, the only way you can assess if fear is on the scene is if you're like sinking or you're like not doing Mm -hmm. well. And I would disagree because as you were just now talking about just like how fear can show up in various areas. Sometimes fears can show up and you're actually seemingly doing really well in an area, but it's your comfort. Mm-hmm. And so you're not going the next level. Mm-hmm. You're not pushing yourself into doing something else that you probably really want to do, but you've learned I you know, have even, you know, have learned how to live in a comfortable space and kind of master this because this is my zone. This is where I do well. This is where I flourish because I'm afraid of failing. Or I'm afraid of disappointing. I'm afraid of looking stupid. I'm afraid of being ashamed. I'm afraid of all these things. And so sometimes fear doesn't mean you're sinking. Sometimes fear just means you're really comfortable and you're not going the next level. Now, eventually you'll stop growing and you'll start digressing. But sometimes fear just means you have created your routine. You've created your your safe place. And now you're no longer risking. And if you don't risk, then there's a lot of rewards you potentially miss out on because you don't risk. So, I mean, this showed up in my life in a lot of different ways, you know. Um, And sometimes the fear is attached to a, a disbelief. Like you don't think... And really, really good things will happen for you so you don't take the risk mm-hmm. because you're afraid of being disappointed. So me, I know I've, I've feared being disappointed. And so I'm like, you know what? I'll, I'll stay here because I know this. Right. So that will be a fear of failure. Yeah. Taking us back to one of those four yeah. flavors, right? Yeah. And so as, you, as you're talking, it reminded me of a note. So I keep notes in my phone. Mm-hmm. If anybody knows me, and I'm sure everyone does this, or I don't know. I keep a lot of notes in my phone. Okay, because I'm like, am I just I weird? Gonna, I don't forget. I keep, or, I keep all the notes. Like, yeah. I will hear a quote or read a thing or have right a thought. There. And yeah. I have a whole note that's yeah. been going on since like 2012 or something yeah. um, of just quotes and thoughts and ideas and revelations and yes. conversations and gold nuggets yes. that I get from people. And all, I do anyway. it all the time. And I spend a lot of time alone. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I often have thoughts that would just pop into my mind yeah. for whatever reason. And one from the other day that speaks, 
I think perfectly to what Liana was saying just now is that it says so many people remain committed to familiar discomfort rather than exploring an unfamiliar new possibility because they don't realize they have a choice. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the other part. Yeah. Like we have to yeah. understand that in these situations where we where we are operating in fear is because we chose to. Like we don't have to. Yeah. And so many people continue to operate in fear because it's so real to them. The yeah. fear of whatever they're afraid of they is so real to them. It. That they've normalized it and don't even realize that they have the option to back out of that decision yes. and create a new story and, yes. and essentially create a new life. Yes. And like that that's empowerment on a whole different level. When you can be reminded that you are the co-creator of the life experiences that you have, mm-hmm. that you right. have a choice right. Right. to say, I will no longer operate in fear. Well, but you have to yeah. first identify and know that that is what is happening. Yes. And so many people don't yeah. because we are ashamed we experience fear but yeah. we're ashamed of it we're not allowed to say that we are we're supposed yeah. to be strong we're supposed to be happy yeah. we're supposed to yeah. whatever these things are and so yeah. so many of us experience fear but we are shamed yes. for it so we don't get to acknowledge that we're experiencing yeah. fear which then means if i can't acknowledge it then i can't address it yeah honestly joy i wouldn't even say so many of us experience fear all of us experience fear. Oh, and I'll take that. Touche. I will All take that. of we us absolutely do. have fears and they surface in our lives in, in various capacities. And I think it's like you said, one, in my own life and just the people around me, I think it's the shame. Well, first of all, you can't change a thing you're unwilling to acknowledge or address, you know, and allow it to rise to the surface. If we're not used to people talking about fear like it's a normal thing, and they're not used to admitting and addressing their own fears, then one, we start to feel like the outcast, like something's wrong with me for having all these fears, mm-hmm. you know. And then we don't have the freedom because it hasn't been given to us. Uh, we don't have this freedom to speak freely about our fears and mm-hmm. to get people to kind of journey with us in them, you mm-hmm. know. And I think the other thing is then we don't realize that fear is not something that has to hold us captive. Or And, and I, those are great points and as I'm listening to you I'm also thinking that maybe if you've not seen it and people have not addressed it and all these things you may be experiencing it and you don't identify it even as know fear it. Yeah. because you don't have the framework to even know what that the language is to, yeah. and the thing is with fear for of anything it can it can be so real to you yeah that you don't realize, like you said, that you don't have to be captive to it because you don't realize that you're you captive, captive to it. To you it. think that this is just Living. what it is. Yeah. Yeah, like this is just what it is. So I don't even realize that I am being held captive by this story that I'm telling myself yeah. because yeah. that's just your yeah. existence. Like yeah. that's just how you yeah. well, navigate and as life. As human beings, we do a really good job at like kind of justifying and making things make sense to us. So I know in my own life, I could easily justify things and never identify it or call it what it is. Like you said, if we don't have the language Mm -hmm. to even identify as fear, we're going to call it something. We're going to try to make sense of our lives. We're going to try to make sense of the way that we make decisions or don't make decisions about certain things. And so we'll say things like, even as Christians, well, this is my gift. This Ah, is my ah. This is my lane. This is my thing as a cop. 
cop out to not move into new territory right. or to not try new experiences because God's called me to this. Or we've justified the idea that if it comes easy to you, then that's the thing you're supposed to be flourishing in. This is your natural ability. This mm-hmm. is your gift. And I'm not saying that there isn't some level of ease to your purpose or yeah. ease to what For you're sure. called to do because, of course, you begin to you know uh, feel comfortable in it and flourish in it. But, but... We have to somehow make sense of why we're not making other decisions. And I think when it's fear and we're unwilling or unknowing, don't know how to identify it, we'll call it something. So we call it my lane. We call it, you know, this makes sense or Or, or, comfort. Or we just all the way give our power away and blame somebody else or blame something else, some other set of circumstances. Yeah. Um, this is just the cards I was dealt. Yeah, or whatever. And 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 in some ways, that may be attached to whatever the root fear is. Mm-hmm. But you're still Not making a decision to yeah. operate from that place. Yeah. Even if it was a seed that was planted by someone else, or a situation that you were born into, or whatever the circumstances are, you're still yeah. by not identifying the fear whether it's because you're unwilling or unable to you're still making a choice and a decision to operate from that place yeah because life is a compilation of decisions period i say all the time you make your choices and then eventually your choices begin to make you yeah well here's the thing i learned though joy in my in my journey we didn't talk a lot about it but like of over like facing my obesity facing being like trapped in what I thought or feeling so like let, I was. let's go back. And I purposely didn't mention it because I okay. wanted you to have control over the narrative and how that went. So okay. let's talk about that. Okay. Okay. So I remember, you know, I, I, I remember during my life, I remember as early as, you know, seven years old because that's how I remember being made fun of. Um, battling with my weight. Mm-hmm. And, you know, progressed from being the chubby kid to being overweight to being obese at age 21. Pushing 356, 400 pounds, almost 400 pounds. Um, and so that's kind of um, my journey. And I think uh, a lot of things happen psychologically and emotionally mm-hmm. in that space. So, you know, there's like just kind of being made fun of and then my own shame and embarrassment attached to a disbelief that I can escape. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I mean, there's that fairy tale of like one day it won't be like this, but you don't attach the one, de- one day to my decisions. You know, like right. like in real time, it's just like one day I won't be here. But Like you're just going to magically wake up one day. Right, right, right. Like, it'll get easier or something will just because happen. Because damn the movies that make us believe right. that that's what happens. And in two and a half hours. And in two and a half hours. The whole world turns around and someone comes in to rescue Ugh. you and gives you this really big break in life just and makes it easy. And you stop. have a genie and some... Just Stop. You know, magical work is behind the scene that's just gonna make it all happen, and it's none of it so, actually has to really, do with your. Oh, just stop delicious. it! Just stop it! Because yeah. I'm just thinking of all the stories that I have yeah. had to dismantle in my life. Yeah, that yeah. I won't say that I was so naive to be like I thought it was gonna be like the movies. It, yeah, clearly. I mean, I'm not but, that silly, but on some level, like it produces some level of hope yeah, inside of in us. In your psyche, you start to believe that you're gonna get rescued. There's going to be somebody who's going to rescue you. You're going to get rescued. You're going to get. I'm going to get out of here. He's coming. She's coming. It's coming. But that moment's coming. No. I'm going to get rescued. No one's coming. It was just going to come knock on my door, and I was going to recognize. For the that. majority of us, no coming. one's coming to rescue us. People will journey with us. People will believe with us. People will fight with us. Because guess but, what's happening? 
they're all waiting for somebody to come and rescue, rescue them, them too. So yeah. yeah, in your face. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> right. In your face, right. So I have like all this stuff going, and I remember the day I met my mentor, and it just it changed me because, and I didn't even start losing weight at that point in time. It took years after that. But it was a seed she planted. Yeah. Man, I'm not going to get emotional on this show. It was a seed that she planted years before I ever said, I'm going to lose the weight. Mm-hmm. But out of nowhere, I meet this lady and she just looks at me and she says to me, like, you know, she asks, what, what are you, like, what is she, what are you afraid of? Why are you, you know, what are you afraid of? And I, I was looking at her like, I don't know you. Like, what do you, yeah, what do you, uh, yeah, what are you talking about? And then, you know, but it just felt safe. You know, some safety is felt over time. And sometimes mm-hmm. it's those moments, like, something feels right about this moment. Mm-hmm. I need to maximize on it. When the spirit meets the spirit. Yeah, so I started talking about my life. And then she looks at me and she's like, Liana, put it on your back like a backpack and just go. I was like, what? She said, put fear on your back like a backpack and just go. And I, and I started to just, over time, it started to make sense to me. That fear could never be conquered in a vacuum. I think so many of us, once even we realize we have fear, we think our responsibility is to make fear go away and then start living. Oh. And what she made me realize was that fear only goes away by living. That you can never be like, fear go away, fear go away, fear go away. Then it goes away and then I go do the thing that was scary. But that fear is choosing, the only way that fear goes away is when you put on your back like a backpack, you say, I have fears, they won't paralyze me. This is scary, I'm going to do it anyway. As you go, you start to realize that all the things you believe that were going to happen to you aren't happening. So there's no reason to be afraid. Or maybe they are happening and you're equipped to handle them even though you thought you weren't. Right, so it's still the idea that it'll take me out. Yeah. Right. So yeah. it's not it's not taking me out. Oh my gosh, the fear doesn't have to paralyze me. Right. You know. And so whether like, even if it is the fear of loss, it's not even just the fear of loss. It's the fear that this loss will take me out. Right. Right. This loss is so detrimental to my life. I can't keep going. Right. So it's not just the losing. It's the fear of what the loss will do to you. Right. And you don't know what it will or will not do to you until. You move forward, you know? Exactly, exactly. I want to share this story quickly that kind of, the way I lived that thing out, right? Mm-hmm. And so, a couple of years ago, every year for my birthday, I try to do something like active because my birthday is right around Thanksgiving and we just mm-hmm. ate and I don't want to eat no more and mm-hmm. I'm not going to dinner and I don't want no cake. I just want to go. So, this particular year, I guess it must have been about three or four years ago, I decided to do uh, trapeze lessons, mm-hmm. flying trapeze lessons. Now... If you would have asked me when I was standing on the ground mm-hmm. if I were afraid of heights, I would have told you no. Mm-hmm. But when I got to climbing myself up those stairs to get to the trapeze, I was like, what is happening, Lord? Mm-hmm. Where are you taking me? Mm-hmm. Why is this so high? Because from the ground, it looks like it's right there. Like I can reach up with my hand and grab it. But when I got up there, I thought I was in the sky. I really felt like mm-hmm. I was in the sky because I did it in Santa Monica and where I was, where the, the, the place is positioned, that particular day, I literally saw the horizon where the land or the where the, where the sky and the ocean met, hmm. and so I just saw all blue, That's all of the crazy. sky and all the ocean. I was supposed to jump off this ledge and swing on this bar, and that was supposed to be what I was doing for my birthday. And who the hell do you think you are, ma'am? Okay, so I got up there, and I was like, 
Ooh. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Sky and water. I see you. And I was inching my way to the edge, and the lady who was there assisting me, she kind of had her hand on um, on my shirt yeah. as I was reaching out and going through the whole process. She was instructing me the whole way, and I, I would inch a little bit closer to the edge, and I was truly inching like one inch at a time. Yeah. And um, I remember there was a point where I had one hand on the trapeze bar, and I had one hand on a bar that was on the on the the. Um, stand where I was like positioned at the moment and the lady's hand was on the small of my back and she said do you feel my hand on you but she said it but I, and I when I heard it it was God do you feel my hand on you and it was like I got you let it go and I I felt like because she was saying it but I heard it as God yeah. I felt like I had to yeah like, I didn't feel like I could be like, no, God. Like, you yeah. know what I mean? I felt like yeah. I had to be like, okay. And I did it. And I literally flew. I was flying in real life. That's crazy. And it was so amazing. It was so amazing. And I was up there for all of probably, I don't know, seven seconds. <laughs> and I did my trapeze thing. And I dropped down. And I was in the safety net. And it was like, oh, my God. And so, of course, I paid for these classes, and you go over and over, and you're doing this thing, and it was a small group, so I was literally back-to-back. By the time I was getting down off the safety net, it was my turn to go again. Crazy. And, it was, and I did this multiple times, and every time I had to climb up that ladder, it was not any less scary. Yeah. What I had after yeah. that first experience, what I now had every time I had to face the fear of climbing up, the was the experience of flying. Yeah. Mm. so for me mm. what I took from that is it wasn't just that you didn't die it wasn't just that you didn't fall it wasn't just that you didn't it was the beauty that came with that right. experience not just the negative stuff that didn't occur right. it was choosing to remember I just flew Right. so for me what I took from that experience was on the other side of fear mm. is flight mm-hmm and if ever you can continue to push beyond your fear, you will always fly. I'm going to quote you. You will always my... fly. You will always fly. You will yeah. always fly. Yeah. And on the other side of fear is always it's been always flight for me. Flight. It's every, it, it never fails. And you know why? Because the experience of not having all those things that were making you afraid feels like flying. Yeah. Because you really want that You're thing. You're weighed down by those You fears. really want that yeah. thing. Yeah. You want it enough that it scares you. Hell yeah. So, whenever you can get beyond that fear and continue to push on, and as you alluded to earlier, it's not about not having the fear. It's about pressing on in spite of it. It's about I, yeah. going, yeah. going, going in the face of. Like, I've said... It's what you let it do to you. A million times, like... The best way to handle fear is to run towards it. Yeah. To yeah. just, as fast as you go. can, go right towards the very thing that Head scares on. the mess out of you. Head on. Because it doesn't get any less scary, yeah. ever. Yeah. And the more you stand back telling yourself that it's scary, the more you feed that to your subconscious, the bigger and, and scarier it, it gets. And it grows in The your bigger mind. and yeah. scarier it gets. And then there's another reason why you should be afraid. And then there's another reason why you should be afraid. Before you know it, you have all these reasons why you should be afraid. And then you're questioning why you ever thought that that thing was a good idea in the first place. Yeah. Because these are horrible things that are going to happen. And you tell yourself the story so often yeah. that 
that becomes your truth. That yeah. becomes your reality. Yeah. I'm not going to do well. I'm not smart yeah. enough. I, I don't have enough money. It's, my business is not going to grow. I, all these things. No one around me has ever lose, lost weight naturally. What makes me think I can do this? I've never seen it done. It can't be done or I would have seen it done. Right. Like All of these things you tell yourself and you just get so trapped in the fear when I, if there's ever just a little space that you can open that says maybe. Okay, so here's, here, listen to this one. Because we've talked about how fear will paralyze you. Yes. And have you not do a thing. Yeah. What about when fear makes you do something else? Mm-hmm. Like, what if, okay, so fear will certainly paralyze you. You know, have you stay stagnant and stuck right where you are, even if it's not where you want to be. And that's certainly a true manifestation of how fear shows up in our lives. But what about when fear is your driving force for doing a thing? Mm -hmm. Like, I'll give you this example. I had this fear of abandonment or... Mm -hmm. For the sake of being consistent, for the sake of being consistent with the four flavors, I'll say it was a fear of rejection. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, what I would do is I would try to create this version of myself mm-hmm. that was like, "You can't possibly reject me." Yeah. And I'm all so, to all men. Yeah, and so all of that, yeah. all so. It was yes. not. It, so it wasn't. It wasn't that fear are. in yeah. that situation. It wasn't yeah. that fear stopped me from pursuing relationship with people. It caused you to go all it in. It was. It caused me to go all in in a way that was still unhealthy for me. Because you though. lose yourself. Yeah. Because now it becomes so much about. I get that. So much about your fear of being rejected that you're like, I will do and be and function because you you can't reject me. I'm the greatest fan on the first. I time. am the best. But How dare you reject me? You'll sacrifice your own emotional health, your own psychological health. You'll sacrifice your own worth, honestly. And it's so it's like this. It's this like really like kind of extreme mm-hmm. of either fear being so strong that it will have you in its grips and you will be paralyzed. Or it's so strong that you're going so fast moving with fear as your kind of catapult. Mm-hmm. Catapulting you into this decision to behave or think or be or show up a certain way, that the only way you can stop showing up that way is if you just completely crash and burn. Yeah. There's no in between. You don't have control. Mm-hmm. You either feel stuck in its grips or you feel so out of control, like in the decisions that you're making because they're being driven by fear. Yeah. There's nothing that says, yeah. I have a choice to make a di- yeah. different decision. Yeah. Yeah. You literally yeah. feel out of control. Like yeah. you have no power over yeah. the experiences that you have yeah. in this life. Yeah. Because fear is making you do one or the other. One or the other. And that is like, who wants to live like that? Who wants to live like that? And then of those people who are living like that, do they even realize? No. Some some of them don't. Some of them don't because it requires you to slow, like I said, slow down and really think about you got to really deal with self. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of thinking, a lot of processing, a lot of evaluating, and even allowing other people in to give honest assessments. A lot of vulnerability. A lot of vulnerability, a lot of that. And, and, and it's the idea of like, will I be okay on the other side of this? Right. Is this going to make me worse off? What does this or mean? I, what does this mean? Or am I right. going to be okay? Am I good? You know, right. Am I going to get lost 
and all this process and analyzing, I'm going to drive myself crazy. Right. You know what I'm saying? Am I, am I going to make it? Am I going to be all right? You know? And so, and it's like you said, that fear of unknown. Because I've never been here before. I've never been down this path before. You right. know? Right. Is this whole journey of processing, overcoming my fears, am I going to be better on the other side of this? Or should I have just stayed stuck where I was yeah. at? At least I knew what that was. I knew what that was. At least I knew what that was. It wasn't, it wasn't what I wanted, but at least I knew what it was. And so I think the beauty of, you know, I'm a person of faith, and I believe that, you know, faith is drawn from two areas, you know. Because to live beyond fear requires a level of faith. Because Absolutely. fear and faith both deal with a future point in time. Absolutely. Right? So you're making decisions in your right now based on what you a future point in time. So mm-hmm. whether I'm choosing to have faith or I'm choosing to fear, mm-hmm. you know. But I believe that the greatest assistance in the area of, of, of overcoming fear or living in faith is relying on your past and relying on community. Mm. So the past says... What's my track record been like? You said right. every time I've decided to move forward in the face of fear, every time on the other side of fear, there's been flight. Right. But of course, for you, that requires you to build a track record, right? right? So you have to ask yourself, what's going to make me willing to make that first decision? Mm-hmm. Because there's no track record if it's the first time, right? right? Or the first couple of times. Right. And so I believe that becomes the power of community, where you have people around you that knows what it's like to be afraid and mm-hmm. have taken those steps in their own life that can help inform your decision, right? right, right. So you get to ask yourself, well, how is this working for me? If it ain't working too good for me, then, you know, if you're honest with yourself, I got to try something else. Or desperation. Right. Three things, right. actually. Desperation, community, Ooh. and track record. So then you have people in your life who've gone before you and there's mentors or people in your life that can speak to that commonality of fear. Mm-hmm. If you've got some people that can speak to and they can be transparent and honest enough with where they've been on their journey, then their overcoming can help encourage you mm-hmm. to face what seems insurmountable for you, mm-hmm. which is why I believe it is very important for us to be transparent with our stories. Absolutely. Because as we share our stories, we normalize it mm-hmm. and we, we validate other people. And we say, eh, you're not crazy. <laughs> you have fears. Mm-hmm. You have these things. You're not crazy. Mm-hmm. And the more that a person feels validated in their experience, they're more willing to be transparent about their stuff and mm-hmm. welcome people into the journey with them to go to travel with them. Mm-hmm. Which is why we have to talk about how we faced our fears on our journey. Absolutely. And so now the person who was afraid can say, you know what? Well, if that person overcame fear and that person overcame fear and that person overcame fear. Well, one thing we both all have in common is fear, and it becomes it becomes it becomes real. It becomes real, and like, maybe it now becomes I can a real thing that is uh, maybe not tangible, not the right word, but something that seems mm-hmm. manageable. Mm-hmm. Um, versus like this big fear that's in your mind, yeah, that you don't know what to do with it, yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't know. And somehow what we have to this image of all these successful people in the world, they just popped out that way. Like, Oprah oh came here God. that way. Steve Harvey came here that way. TDJ, there's something special about them. And so then what we do is we, we, we say, we're not like them. They're right. a special breed of people. Right. It would be nice if I was born like they were. And that's what I love about the Oprahs and the TDJs and the Steve Harveys of the world is when they're transparent. Yeah. I am most inspired by their transparency, not their success, only their success in the light of them talking about the moments when they have felt exactly like how I feel right now. Mm-hmm. So when they talk about when they were scared or when they had nothing or when did it, when they talk about those stages, I can look at them and say, wow, 
They're just like me. Right. And if they're just like me, then I can be just like them. It's one of those things of like, some. it, it doesn't always show up as similar to what we said earlier. I'm so scared and so I don't do this or I don't do that. Right. Like what we're saying out of our mouths, which is is the root of it is fear, sounds logical. Yeah. So we say things like, yeah. I don't want to quit my job to pursue this passion yeah. because my bills or whatever yeah. those things are. And that's a very logical, right. realistic decision right. Right. In, 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 right. in a lot of ways, responsible decision to make. Right. So because it comes off as that, yeah. it's kind of masked as this responsible yeah. adult decision yeah. that you're making. No one presses you. Right. About yeah. go, go, go. And you don't press yourself. Or you say, I don't need yeah, this. I'm, I'm good. good. I got, yeah. you know, I got my own. Da, 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 da. I don't need no man or whatever. Right. And what's really happening is you have a fear of being rejected. Yeah. Or whatever other things have happened. So you tell yourself that I'm self-sufficient. I got my own. Da, da, da. And that's like the yeah. popular narrative. Yeah. So nobody's really getting on your head like, yeah. no, nah, but you yeah. lonely though. Yeah. Like, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. And what's really going on is you're afraid to pursue something because you don't want to be rejected or you don't want to yeah. be hurt or you don't want to be, yeah. you, you know, the fear of loss of that yeah. relationship or whatever yeah. that is. And so the stories that, that are coming out of our mouths when yeah. we are really ultimately saying I'm scared mm-hmm. are coming out as this logical, reasonable, maybe even responsible. Mm. Um, thing that mm. we're saying and so it's interesting because mm. as I've done this work and as I continue to do this work and I'm identifying my fears in different areas and how they show up and, and, and changing those stories and living from a new place making new decisions recently um, as I've been sharing my visions and I think I may have shared this with, with you before I said I can't wait to walk out on a stage and be before thousands of people mm who have paid whatever amount of money they paid to come and see me speak and whatever things that I will have done by that point, whether I'm talking about whatever books I've written or whatever accomplishments I have, I have, you know, had at that moment. And I walk out on the stage and people are anticipating whatever my words are going to be and expecting me to like magically, I don't know, wave my wand and change their lives. I can't wait to be in that arena, that stadium, that wherever Mm -hmm. and be so regular. Yeah. And be like, hey, y'all. You have to be. I can't wait to be so regular because I can't wait to say, guess who I am. You have to be. I am the girl who used to be sitting in the seat you're sitting in. I'm you. I'm you. Like, I'm you. I'm you. And there's nothing in me that you don't have access to. Yeah. There's nothing in me that you weren't also born with. Like, and I want to be able to say, and I remember I kind of started saying that. And I would say, like, I'm so regular. And people around me who know me. Would be like, but you're not regular. Yeah. And I'm like, no, but, but I, I am. And the only thing that makes me come off or seem not regular is the fact that in my regularness, mm-hmm. I have seen what I want yeah, and I'm making decisions about my now yeah. that are going to help me get there. Yeah. And there are a lot of people who just won't do that work because of fear. Well, here's the other thing I, I think people think. Or I've come to realize certain things in our lives and certain things in our just our being do not come into play until they have to. Mm-hmm. And so if you're waiting to see a thing before you pursue it, you will probably never have it. So mm-hmm. like it's like the person that says, 
I'm not going to go start a brand new career. I have a job that, you know, uh, I'll get a consistent paycheck. Da, 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 da. Mm-hmm. Your fight is not going to kick in at the same level until it has to. Until you got rent due until and that you check put ain't coming. into a position mm-hmm. where it demanded of you mm-hmm. some things you will never do. Mm-hmm. I don't know a second language because my livelihood <laughs> is not dependent on it. Do I want to know Spanish? Yes. Do I want to know a second? But I, there's something in my psyche that says, <laughs> you'll make it without it. When an immigrant comes to this country, right. they learn English not because it will be nice. It is because their livelihood is connected to it. Right. They position themselves that said, my soaring, my success, my making, not just monetary, but my living mm-hmm. is contingent on me knowing this language. Right. Until you step outside of where you are, certain things you will never know you can do. Girl, listen. Certain things you will never know you can be, you will never know you can accomplish because God is not going to give you all of that in your state of comfort. Let me tell you something. Okay? Two years I just celebrated mm-hmm. being in owning my my studio and I tell my story as frequently as possible. Not that I'm celebrating two years and I'm so hyped, but that it's been a lot of months in them two years when I didn't think it was I was gonna make it. I didn't think I was gonna to keep it real, and I've shared this story on a previous episode of um of this podcast, I didn't think I was going to make it to month one. Yeah. Like, it was some times when I thought it was going to have to be shut down before I could even have yeah. my grand opening event. Yeah. How about that? Yeah. So, yeah. how look, about being in a space for look. six months before your grand opening and in those six months, yeah. several times, feeling like the grand opening it's wasn't even about happen. to happen yeah. for a number of different reasons. And so, when I tell you the biggest accomplishment and the the... The thing that fills me up the most when I think of having been in business for myself for now more than two years is what I've learned about who I am. What I've learned about, and it goes back to what I said earlier, who you are in any situation is who you are in every situation. And I have literally had to show up for myself in ways that I never did before. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what helped me see. Yeah. A lot of that was because I was too busy showing up as somebody else for other people yeah. based on this fear of being rejected. Yeah. So when I realized, like, but that do you know who you are? Do you yeah. see how you are showing up? Do you see how resilient, how strong, how committed, how disciplined, how all of these things are? And because you can bring that to any situation in your life, any person any who is going to be in the contact and in relationship with you is going to be blessed by that. So if you showing up as that self isn't enough, then that ain't it. They, so all this morphing and changing and yeah. shape shifting you've been doing yeah. to try to trick yeah. people into thinking that you're too good to stay yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Stop it. The, I've learned that the greatest person, like basically when I am most satisfied with myself, like when I can say, I like Liana. Yeah. And I got issues and I got nuances and things that I'm working through. But even that, my willingness to admit that. Hello? I like me. Yeah. Then all I am committed to is being me and to building relationships with people who like me. Yeah, but like but actual get, me. Actual me. Actual me. We can get so lost 
in being liked that we don't even know who we are anymore. You know, and that was part of my issue. Who am I? Right. Who am I? I'm so caught up in just being comfortable with the validation and being afraid of being rejected that I didn't even know if it even mattered if you rejected me, if you were worth even caring about. You know what I'm saying? And that was part of the fear. But when I've gotten to a point where I'm like, I like me. And I put a lot of work into becoming me. So if you ain't with it, then you're just not supposed to be with it. That may actually be a blessing for uh, me. Come on. Come on. And knowing that everybody's not going to be in your life. So don't be afraid of being rejected. Everybody can't go. Someone's got... Listen, I'm committed to being the best me. And then the person that people are supposed to stick, they're going to stick. I don't have to force them to stick. And the people that reject me, well, they're supposed to reject me anyway because they're not comfortable with me being me. So that's then that's what I was going to say. There are two things that I'm that are coming up for me. One is that we have to stop taking rejection so personally yes. as though it has anything to do with us. Right. Largely, when some person rejects you, it's because of their own stuff. Their stuff. So we have to stop wearing that, number one, as our thing. Yeah. That's the first thing that comes up for me. The second thing that comes up for me about rejection, and this is just a subconscious thing, the more we play this story of fear of rejection in our mind, the more we tell ourselves that we're going to be rejected, we're going to be rejected, the more, mm-hmm. like, that's what we're yeah. calling into our lives. Yeah. So as much you're as we fear it, it we're it. also creating it. You're because that goes back to meditation and visualization in your subconscious. Yeah. And it's literally like a cognitive dissonance that says, okay, here's the story you're telling yourself. Here's what's happening in real life. And there's this space between those two. And everything around you is going to work to 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 reconcile right. that space and right. close that gap. Right. Which means making your reality match yeah. what's happening in your yeah. subconscious. Yeah. So we we you. kind of like Impose. we roll around this thought of fear being rejected in our minds so much that that becomes what we attract. That's right. the energy we attract. We give it way too That's much power. all of that. That's that so we create the very thing it's self-fulfilling prophecy. We create yeah. the very thing that we We're fear. Afraid. Yeah. Yeah. And Absolutely. then what that does, every time we create that thing in our lives, it validates the fear and says, see, that's what I we, knew yeah. it was going to happen. And then the story becomes yeah. even more real. Yeah. Yeah. And then you're even more committed cycle. to telling yourself that story. Yeah. And you become even more convinced that there's no other outcome for you. And then it just goes and it gets stronger. And it's like a snowball effect. It literally continually yeah. grows larger until you yeah. say, you know what? I need to stop this. I need to stop. So... You, what do you do? Everything. Me and my therapist like, has this What saying, do you do? You throw everything against the wall and you see what sticks. Um, so, but what I'm saying is, okay, so, so you realize, okay, dang, this is fear this whole time. And for me, it's been, you know, it's fear of whatever. Like, what's your, what's your, like, I'm literally asking, what's your first step? Well, I mean, you know, I have some wise people in my life mm-hmm. that I allow some Mm-hmm. That I allow entrance into those scary places mm-hmm. to speak to them and to help me navigate it. You mm-hmm. know, I stop acting like I have to do it all by myself. I have to do the work, but I don't have to do all the revelation. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, let people in. Yeah. Stop acting like everyone's out to get you. Yeah. Let people. So I've learned how to let some people in. Yes, I know I have to do the work, but that's that's one of the things. And applying. 
Mm-hmm. Listening and applying some of the tools that people are giving you mm-hmm. in how you live. You don't not being so defensive. I I can be very defensive, mm-hmm. so I can be so caught up in defending myself that I don't just take the information for what it is, mm-hmm. and, and and really consider could this be true about me, you know? And then start trying some new things. Right. Another thing, I, I I Shonda Rhimes has a book called The Year of Yes. Oh, I love it. I and love it. It's so that good. That book really, you know, so you, everything ain't got to be all philosophical. And th- what is the thing you would have said no to? Right. Because it was going to scare you. Do it. Mm-hmm. Do it. Stop thinking about everything so much and just start doing some things Move. and not waiting for it to make sense all the time and not waiting for it to feel comfortable all the time. Do it. Say yes before you give yourself even enough time to say no. Before you even, I've gotten calls for speaking engagements that I'm like, no, I would say no to. Before I even give my mind an opportunity to catch up with my fears, I say yes. And then I just say yes. You know, I I I think that that's something that I practically do. And yeah, I'll debrief and I'll process with friends and we'll have those dinners and we'll talk about it. But sometimes we do a lot of talking and never doing. Right. Give yourself the opportunity to prove yourself wrong. Ooh. Ooh. Give yourself. The opportunity to prove yourself wrong. Okay. I can dig that. The only way you climb a mountain is one step at a time. Mm -hmm. That's why I had to acknowledge with my obesity. That I'm not going to lose 180 pounds unless I lose 5 pounds. Right. Ooh, good. That's so good. So stop drinking soda, That's Liana. That's good. That's so, You don't have to go become a fitness guru. Stop drinking soda and juice. What I saw, what I hear you saying is don't let the largeness of the goal yeah. stop you. Don't or let it stop or you. deter you. Because don't, you don't, don't have to that, conquer yeah. 180 pounds. You gotta yeah. conquer five. Right. One. You one. gotta conquer one. One. You gotta conquer that first get up and go work out. Yeah. That yeah. first decision to say no to the soda, to the yes. whatever. Like it's literally choice by choice by choice. And everybody's wanting a quick fix. So uh, another kind of going back, I'm looking through my notes right now. Cause I got my note. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> I mean, it literally I is I got my note. <laughs> so and going back to earlier in the conversation, you said something to the effect of not really knowing what you have the capacity to do until you're in a position where you have, have to do to it. Do and, it. You don't, and you don't have a choice. To do it. And it can be right? the smallest areas yeah. of life. Absolutely. And then you Who also just spoke... Who your mom's house to live on your own? Oh, man, please. Come on. Listen. Where you have... Is, I feel like a lot of people just turn me off right there. Like, no oh, place. no, she in my business. Click. There's no, And it's not a judgment on your situation. <laughs> of course but not. But you don't know what you of can do until you, until you have to do, to it. do it. Right. And then you also just said um, in this moment... You said something to the effect of um, it doesn't have to make sense right away. Yeah. Um, and I think that's a huge that's a huge one for me. Yes. I always say make it make sense. Super yeah. logical. Step one. Step two. Step three. A plus B equals Your C. Like I'm telling you, like I did it all. Where's my Where's my happy great life? I did yeah. it. Yeah. Like. Yeah. And I think a lot, a large part of that is kind of how our society is structured. Like, yeah. I graduated from college. Where's my great job? Yeah. Oh, that's not how it goes? It's funny. I just talked about so, that. Life is not an equation. Yeah, it's and not. It's not. Methodical. But yeah. But sometimes... It and, it's, and it's okay to have plans. Yes. Right? Just, but um, the, one of the... Something I was reading the other day inspired this thought, which was action beckons results and results become clarity. 
So sometimes we wait for the clarity before we make an action, and then we expect a certain result as a result yeah. of our, you know, as, yeah. you know, come from our actions. Yeah. But really, sometimes you just got to start. Yes. And then see what that gets you. Yes. And then that'll give you some clarity. Similar to what you said earlier, yes. you just kind of like throw everything out there and to see what sticks. Yeah. And then go from there. And that's that's yeah. been a that's been my life. Hello, whole life. Like, but specifically with this business, I, I refer mm. back to this business because it's probably the biggest faith move I've ever yeah. made in my so life. Hard. Like when we spoke about, you know, fear and faith can't reside in the same heart and it's really about which one you choose to operate in. Yeah. Like th- I'm opening this studio, I have, if for the people who don't know the story, I'll give you the short version. It has not been conventional in any way, shape or form. I did not have a business plan. I did not have investors. I did not get a loan. Mm-hmm. I did not do any of those things. I literally looked on Craigslist, found a space and was like, I want that one. Empty my bank accounts, pay for everything, bought all my equipment, came in here on my lunch breaks when I was working at another gym, did the floors, painted the walls or had, you know, a friend of mine paint the walls and all of these things like, and I literally did this, like a lot of it by my own hands and with my own resources. And, And here I am two years later and I've still not had, other than the clients who pay me for my services, they are my investors. Yeah. The people who pay me to come in here yeah. and for me to train them and whatever other stuff we do, that those are my investors. I did not go to a bank. I did yeah. not go to any one individual. I did not get any loans. And so I say that to say, for me to empty my bank accounts and literally like it, I empty deal. my bank accounts you to get in here. So then 30 days later when they were going to be looking for month number one of rent, the only way you was getting that is through your clients. Hello? That's and I wasn't trust. open yet because yeah. I still had to build the business up. So I'm still working wherever else I'm working. So that was like a huge yeah. faith move for me. And largely, I said earlier, there are a lot of things that I didn't know I would be able to do until I was forced to you have to do know. them. You and more than know. anything, a lot of it, a lot of what I've learned, I didn't know anything about running a business. So when yeah. I came to getting like uh, insurance and... Uh, permits and all this kind of stuff i still get stuff in the mail talking about i gotta pay some kind of fee and i just be like go on pay it because i don't be knowing yeah yeah i don't i don't know nothing i just thank god for the grace that they yes. send me a notice and they not coming yeah. in here shutting me down yeah because i literally be like what I now i don't that. know i don't know until it comes up and it's literally yeah. like action beckons results and then results beckon clarity because now as i'm entering my third year now I'm more clear. Now I can say, okay, this business yeah. tax is due. This insurance is due. Yeah. This thing. And I can set aside that money. I can yeah. plan better. I know about my taxes. I know. But I didn't know none of that. I literally just walked up yeah. in here like, all right, y'all, I own a business. We'll yeah. be home. Yeah. And that's really it. And yeah. I'm not recommending that anybody do it that way. Right. Mine was absolutely a God thing. You're I was so clear. Risk. But what I am recommending is that you know in your spirit, in your heart of hearts, what it is you're called to do, and that you don't let a fear of whatever thing deter you from doing exactly that thing. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm recommending. But I also, I agree with you, Joy, knowing what you're called to do, but sometimes I don't think you'll ever know without taking certain risk. This is true. That so- sometimes this is true. it's not this moment of clarity. You know what you're called to do, but you're scared to do it. Sometimes people mm-hmm. are very afraid because they feel like, I don't know. But I know I'm unsettled or unhappy here. So here's that. And let me, let me make an amendment to that statement. When I say knowing what you're called to do, I don't necessarily mean in the greater, grander scheme of things. Yeah, yeah. I mean like right now. I know I got to get up out of here. I, I yeah. know. And, that's, and, and it's funny that you say yeah. that because that's exactly yes. 
where yes. I was. That's Although exactly the space that I was. That was exactly the space that I was yes. in. I literally stood on my porch at my old place talking to my mom, and I said, I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know how I'm going to do it, but it's time for me to get out of here. And that was in August of 2013. December of 2013, I was getting up out of there. Yeah. Yes. And I still didn't know how it was going to happen, yes. or what, but I, I was getting up out of there. Yes. So that's exactly where I was. And so when I say know what you're called to do, know your purpose, I'm not talking about your great yeah. grand purpose of right. this whole life, because that's going to be continued to be revealed to you as you walk it out. Something just came out of my head. But in my head. Right now. That yeah. first. When you know that first step. And yeah. a lot of people are very clear about that first step. Yeah. But they ignore it because they don't see where the second Everything step. Else. They don't yeah. see the third step. They don't, see, yeah. they, they don't see the end. What's yeah. at the end of the staircase. Yeah. So a lot of people will know that first step. And knowing that first step is what makes you uncomfortable. Yes. Because you know that you know what you're supposed to do. But you're too scared to do it, yeah. or you're too whatever, or yeah. you're talking yourself out of it because it wouldn't be responsible. It don't seem right. Why would I do yeah. it like this? What about this? I'm so comfortable in this lifestyle. If I give up this paycheck, yeah. how am I gonna? Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. That I think, story is. I th- it just came to my mind. Sometimes you're pushed, and sometimes you're pulled, mm-hmm. and it depends on where you are. So for me, with my obesity, I was pushed. Mm-hmm. I didn't know where I was going. I didn't know what it was going to look like, but I don't have to get the hell up out of here because this is killing me. I was pushed. Sometimes you're in a position, you're like, I want to be a model. I want to be an actress. Not that being a receptionist is horrible or even flourishing. And and some people are flourishing where they are, but they know they're being pulled by something else. And so sometimes it's the faith that says, that's pulling me. I got to go. And sometimes it's like, this is killing me. I gotta, gotta go. go. Yeah. But the common denominator is I, I got to go. go. I gotta get up out of this body. I gotta go. This job, this relationship, this whatever. I gotta get up out of it. And that, you know, it's interesting that we even like kind of talk about. I asked you earlier, like, what's your process? You, yeah. And for me, listen to myself. Yeah, that's exactly for me. It's like when I am examining my life and where I intend to go. And where I am, and when I see that there's a discrepancy, mm. or I see myself going in circles, like I know my intention, mm. and this situation that I'm in with regard to that particular area of my life doesn't seem to be taking me there. Mm. So what's happening? Mm. How much of that do I have control over? How yeah. much of this is based on decisions that I'm making? Yeah. And then I just sit down and I make myself be accountable for the stuff that yeah. I'm creating yes. that's taking me further and yes. further away from where I intend to go. Even if and like that's my true. first step. Yeah. My first step is to go, okay. What am I doing? I know I want this life. And I don't seem to be getting any closer to that than I was last year. So what have I done or not done? That has landed me here where I don't want to be. Yeah. How can I shift those behaviors, those thought processes? Where is that coming from? And then I keep asking myself the whys, the whys, the whys. Okay, what was that? Why did I do that? Why did I choose that? Why did this happen? And I just keep digging, 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 digging. And for me, my theory is that at the end of the day, whenever you find yourself in an unfavorable situation... More than likely, it's because you've been making choices and decisions from a place of fear. So I keep asking myself, why? Until I get down because I was afraid of Bob. And then I start from there. I was afraid of that. Why was I afraid of that? Where did that story come from? What happened in my life that maybe caused me to be afraid of that thing? And then I rewrite that story. And then I literally start from that point and start making new decisions. 
in that area. And one thing I say all the time is when you're doing that, because that story of fear has been replayed in your mind for so long, so often, it becomes so real to you that it becomes your normal. Yeah, and it becomes your part of it becomes part of how you just think automatically. Yeah, it just does. And so, what you have to do is then get in the habit of intentionally denying what you innately desire. Mm -hmm. So like you have this thing that drives you to keep entering these unhealthy relationships Mm -hmm. or keep eating these unhealthy foods or keep exercising these unhealthy spending habits or that keeps you at this job that's unhappy. You have this, this fear of leaving the job or leaving the relationship or, you know, whatever it is, you have this fear that's keeping you in that place. But you're telling yourself that it's because you need the job to pay the bills or, you know, you, 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 this relationship is you're only worthy of this kind of thing or whatever stories we're telling ourselves. And because we believe those stories, we continue to make decisions based on them. So I have to literally change the story. But then I have to the thing like because I'm so used to making that decision, I have to force myself to say, OK, this is what I naturally want to do. Yeah. So that's I'm not going to do that. Yeah. Like. I've literally said, I like this guy, so I probably shouldn't date him. Because mm-hmm. the guys that I normally like like naturally are the ones that yeah. have not been so good for me. Yeah. So I like yes, you, which probably means I should go the opposite way. Yeah. That's funny, I do that. You're right. Like even in various areas, like if I am not I see my patterns of quote unquote self protecting myself. Yeah. And by doing these things I'll get passive aggressive mm-hmm. or I will, instead of just confronting and telling you hurt me, mm-hmm. because my fear that you won't handle my pain right, mm-hmm. or you'll reject, or you'll pull away, but mm-hmm. whatever. My natural time, or I'll pull back to certain different things, and I will consciously tell myself, Liana, not only don't do that, do this. Do this. And here's the other part. Removing the expectation on the new thing. Because it'll go, okay, that hasn't worked, so I'm not choosing that. Yeah. So I'm going to do this. And, and this better be work. Magic pill, right? And it's like maybe you know, maybe this is before uh, before you, you figure out system. the thing that works. Yeah. And you gotta be willing to go through that like recalibration phase yeah. of like, okay, A didn't work. Yeah. Let me try B, but or maybe know, C. You're not and yeah. not expecting that because A didn't work, B that has B, to work. work. Like that's what not real. A doesn't work. That's what so you do maybe know. B, C, D, or E, but you'll never get to these other chances if you don't abandon A and try something else. I'm talking about jump ship. Try something else. You have to. And don't expect that that very next thing you try will be the answer. Consider how long Give you've been doing what you've been doing. Somebody said the other day that I was reading, um, I have no use for freedom if it does not include the freedom to fail. Hmm. I said, come on, praise break. Because yes, hmm. I need to feel like I have the so freedom okay, to okay. fail. Can and it's up? not failure if I can take the lesson from having and done whatever I did and say... This, okay, now I have a little bit more information about what works or doesn't. Now I have a little bit more strength. I have a little bit more endurance. I have a little bit more wisdom. I have a a little bit more discipline. I'm a little bit more resilient. So then it's not failure. It just is a lesson. Yeah. I learned that about uh, WD-40. I did not know that the name WD-40 literally came out of 40, 39 different trials. Oh, didn't work. Of it not being the proper solution. <laughs> right, right. And they could have given up at 35, 36. They could have gave up at one, three, two. And said, like, yeah. oh, it didn't come out. 
sometimes you don't know you're there till you get there. Yeah. And you chose not, but but you knew at 39, this ain't what I want. It's not working. It's not. Right. It's not the vision. It's not producing exactly what, what I, it is want, I want. What I intended to produce. I intended to produce. So you got to 40 and you're like, this is it. This is it. But you could have given up at 36, 37, 38. You don't get, you don't stop until you get to something that you said, this is good. This is it. I like this. But that also starts with clarity about where you intended to go in the first place. Because yeah. if I didn't know where I intended to go, then I don't know that if I've arrived. But sometimes you, the intention is leaving what's familiar. Absolutely. Absolutely. So no, I didn't Absolutely. know... What my body was going to look like 180 pounds later, right. per se, right? There's no body who's perfectly me, so I can't look and say, all right, Janet Jackson. Right. Because if I looked at Janet Jackson, me, Liana, some people are different. If I looked mm-hmm. at Janet Jackson every day, and I lost 200 pounds, and I now don't look at Janet Jackson, I'm completely disappointed because I put all my emphasis on being her instead of saying, no, this bondage is killing me. Right. Let me leave here and create a new normal. And so looking at the outcome, but not the process. Yes. And so sometimes your vision is, I cannot live in that detrimental cycle right. ever again. Right. Right. And I, that, that's huge. That's huge. And that, and that goes back to kind of the point that we were making earlier, where it's choosing to, de- to deny yourself this, this thing that you typically do, that you mm-hmm. automatically do, that's mm-hmm. familiar to you. Mm-hmm. Not because your expectation is that whatever you choose in, in its place will be the quote-unquote answer. But, it, it, but you know that that what you were doing is not the answer. Yeah. So it's understanding that you needed to lose weight, but not saying because I want my body to look like this yeah. when the weight is gone. Yeah. And I like somebody else said, um, she said, Lisa Nichols, she said mm-hmm. she released the weight. Mm-hmm. She said, I didn't lose it because I don't want to find it. Yeah. I released, I released it. it. And I, I said, like I appreciate it. that. I can I like appreciate it. that perspective. I released the weight. Yeah. Because I didn't lose it. It ain't lost. Yeah. I know it's I know gone. Exactly where it it's is. gone. I, I don't want it. it. I put it. Yeah. Somewhere. I don't want it. It I ain't lost. So I, I appreciated even that choice of mm-hmm. words as I'm a huge advocate of like choosing your words and being very intentional about the stories you tell to yourself and, and, and others too. So I just wanted to kind of throw that gem in there for anybody yeah. who may be taking this but i just i can go on and on and on like about this fear crazy, thing you didn't lose it you, yeah you intentionally decided to let discarded go. that you yeah. intentionally discarded that you released it and it was, a, it was a release of everything that you were holding on to that told you that you couldn't lose the weight or release the weight it was a release of everything that um was driving mm. you that gained the weight in the first place. Because if we're talking about being yeah. unhealthily overweight, then all of the all of the things and all the habits and behaviors and thoughts that got you to that point. That got you to that point, you also release those. That has to go too. They have to go. And the cycle of lies that you told yourself you or you you can't leave. Right. You can't. Now you've created a new sense of possibility for yourself. Right. So it wasn't, and now it's not just about the weight or whatever the thing you're overcoming. You opened the door to the idea that, oh my gosh, those things I told myself I couldn't do. It's possible. Or not, or not for me, or however you want to package the language. Mm-hmm. I get to shift all of that too. Or I'm good. Because that's the other part. I'm good. I'm cool. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good where I'm at. I guess it's just me. I'm good. I'm cool. I'm just... Like, I'm really... Like, and I'm really... Like, I'm cool where I'm at. Like, and being satisfied with 
mediocrity. I just think it's not even so much about satisfaction. Well, I agree it's satisfaction with mediocrity. I think it's fear that you can't have anything more than this. Absolutely. But so we frame it as... Disbelief. But because I'm not saying that I'm afraid of... Yeah. No one's going to be like, I'm just really scared of success. Yeah. Like, nobody's walking around saying that. People are just saying, I'm cool. I'm good. This is so if I'm good I where I am, why work for more? And so, and that's what I'm saying about the way we speak, the way we say things, the way we frame it, is largely a part of what doesn't allow us to identify what's actually going on. Yeah. And if you can't identify it, you can't acknowledge it, then you can't address it. You can't do anything to change it. Yeah. Because you don't acknowledge that there is something that needs to be changed. Yeah. You're telling yourself you're good. Yeah. I'm good. Yeah. But you're not. Because every time Sunday night rolls around, you hate going to that job. Mm -hmm. Every time the phone rings and that name pops up, you don't want to talk. Yeah. Every time you engage in this behavior, you feel guilty. Yeah. So you're not good. You're not good. You just but don't think you can have great. You don't think you can have it because you don't want to do the work, because you don't, you don't think you're worthy of it, because you're afraid of what it might be when you do arrive, even if that means it's because you don't know. Yeah. So you just don't even want to risk it. Like there's all of these things, but the root of it yeah. is always fear. Yeah. And for me, my process is when I see my life going in circles, any area of my life where I feel like this ain't it. Yeah. I don't want I'm not I don't want to be here. Yeah. Then I start asking myself the hard questions. How do I get out? How did I get here? How did I get here? So what How did I participate in creating this? People don't want to do that. They don't want to own yeah. that this didn't happen to you. It happened through you. Yeah. A lot of the stuff that you're experiencing happened because you mm -hmm. made a set of decisions that landed you to align with these things that created these experiences. And it's too many people who don't want to say that. And you know what helps bring that clarity as well is when you see someone who kind of is in the same position that you are in or were in and has something that you told yourself you couldn't have because of that position. Right. And then you look up we're like, oh man, I've convinced myself that this kept me from being... And I can say that myself. I'm not saying... like, For example, to some degree, I'm a co-participant, let's say, in my singleness, right? Mm -hmm. I've convinced myself, whether it's because I'm fat or because of all these different things, you know, that like no one's going to date me. Then you look up and there are big girls dating. Yeah. And happy. And getting married. And getting married. So, <laughs> that whole story that I told myself... Now, I'm not saying... Now, you know, I do think there's certain things that just time unfolds, but right. I do think there was something about the way that I believed that I self, what you call it? Self-fulfilling uh, prophecy. Self-fulfilling prophecy. Mm -hmm. I functioned a certain way. I lacked confidence. Mm -hmm. I didn't engage men in certain ways because I believed that they didn't want me anyway. Because you didn't want well, to put yourself out there. If I'm not putting myself out there, mm -hmm. I'm not engaging them, I'm not showing them I want to be engaged, then to some degree, then they're not gonna. They're not going to. And that's what I'm saying. And it goes in this loop where then it starts to validate itself. And so then your story becomes more and more right. true every time you experience something that says, I told you. Yeah. Told you. Right. Every time. Exactly. I told See? And Until just, you look up that. and you say, well, so maybe there's something about what I'm doing that is producing X, Y, and Z. Don't you know? And the moment of clarity doesn't just make it all go away. Now you have to enter a new process. You got to do the work. You got to do That's the work. That's what I'm saying. It's acknowledge is the first step. 
I just said this the other day. Acknowledge is the first step. Acknowledge that there's a thing that you need to that you need to do something about. Then you need to accept that you participated in creating that. Yeah. You have to accept your part. How did I participate in creating this thing that I have now acknowledged is not what I want? Mm-hmm. And then the last part is address it. Now, what am I going to do about creating something different? Mm-hmm. Those mm-hmm. are the three steps. Acknowledge, mm-hmm. accept, address. Mm-hmm. That's the only way you get changed. Yeah. Yeah. But there's work. You got to put feet to your face. You got to. You can't just sit around, particularly in the area of relationships. A large part of the narrative and the conversation that we have mm-hmm. is that like, you know, oh, you know, you'll just know when you're in love or it'll just, when the timing is right. As if all that, these that things, doesn't take work. That doesn't happen in any other area of our lives. Nobody yeah. says, no, you'll just know when you find the right job. Yeah. No. You go on interviews, you get the education, you yeah. get the certification, you get the whatever you need to prepare yourself for the position that you want to have and for the job that you want to do, for the yeah. career that you want to pursue. Yeah. Like you do things actively yeah. to pursue that. Yeah. When you're an you athlete and you want to win, you don't just show up to the game like, what if when it's my time to win, I will win. Yeah. No, you practice, you, you yeah. train, you, you prepare yourself. So why do we feel hmm. like magically love just happens because... The day came and it was it was the day that was our time. Yeah, like you have to be preparing yourself to be somebody's partner in life. Yeah, if that's what you want and you desire to be married, you have to be doing your personal work to prepare yourself to be a good partner to somebody because nobody's just gonna walk up and knock on your door and be like, "Yo, I think you the one." Yeah, like how would they know? How sway? Yeah, how would they know? Yeah, like so. That's the that's the misconception that we have, particularly as women, because like we, you, we said, are not supposed to be tale. the pro- aggressors in that. We're not supposed to be yeah. out. And I, I agree. I'm not about to be out here yeah. hustling no dudes yeah. like, hey, let me get your number. Yeah. Not happening. Sorry, yeah. boo. I'll love yeah. you from the long distance. I might yeah. give you this smile, let you know you Position, can, you can come see. Yeah. yeah. But I'm not getting ready to walk up to you. Not happening. But because... We are kind of in this world where we feel like love is this kind of like mystical, mystical kind of like esoteric, focus. like yeah. oh, it'll happen you got your when, fairy when God in the says and, making it occur. And listen, He's gonna come and get listen. your slipper and make sure that it fits your foot, and then you guys are gonna be happily ever after. She even Cinderella had to go to the ball. She had to go to the ball. She had to get up out them rags and go to the ball. Yeah. So. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Now. Yeah. And to keep it all the way real, if we just want to go there, Cinderella was learning humility. Mm -hmm. She was learning, you know, how to deal and love and show up in difficult situations. She was doing... So all of that was preparing her to be a wife. That was the other thing I said. So if you really just want to get deep on the Disney thing, let's get deep. Because even in all of those life experiences, she was being prepared to be somebody's partner in this life. Yeah. So you can't just think you're going to show up like, uh... Here I am. Okay, now that I've done all these other things on my checklist that I was actually working hard for and intentionally putting in the effort to achieve, right. magically you're supposed to show up because now I'm ready to be a wife. Right. Except emotionally maybe you are, but spiritually, no, you're not because yeah. you haven't done work the first yeah. to be somebody's partner. Yeah. And then yeah. you learn the hard way that you ain't ready because you get somebody in your life yeah. and you like, I got to do what? Yeah. Very selfless. And, and it ain't what you thought it was going to be because yeah. you thought it was going to be the romantic comedy. Yeah. Yeah. Two Psych and a half hours. Your whole mind. Psych your whole mind. Your booty shines. Yeah. From sitting on the couch by yourself. 
But all <laughs> that's why your booty is shining because you spend all them hours doing yeah Netflix and by that's hilarious. <laughs> Silicon that is hilarious. That's ridiculous. Yeah. So, oh man, fear fear can go on and on and on. But okay, before we go, mm-hmm. I want you to talk a little bit about um, your book, mm-hmm. which has the theme of courage all throughout, yeah. which is obviously. I love the way you define courage, so I'll let you kind of go into that. But I want you to talk to people about what that is, where they can find yeah. it, give all all that. So I think the name of my book goes hand in hand with the conversation on fear mm-hmm. and uh, trying to create these perfect circumstances before we enter them. Um, is Monday Never Comes. And that the book title came out of a conversation with a friend, but... He says to me, Queen, um, my girlfriend got me uh, some running shoes. And I said, I'm like, Aaron, when are you going to start running? And he replies to me, he goes, I'm not going to, he's like, I'm not going to say Monday. And just, I had this moment of clarity. I said to him, because Monday never comes. And that was just this idea that we're waiting for this perfect moment in time where it's very easy, where it's comfortable, where this magic something happens. And now I'm ready. And that never happened. And it never happens and we place the we and we place the weight of success on the whatever however we define it on that moment that never happens never happens can i just share a quick story yes you can i was getting ready to go to bed the other night and i was looking for my pajamas and i had this like i have a couple of sets of like i don't know i call them in my mind like vacation pajamas uh-huh. because like my mom was always like you never travel with like you don't travel with raggedy stuff like you know you at home you're gonna yeah. sleep your sweats whatever yeah and when you go out of town She's yeah, like, yeah. yeah. even if you just whatever pajamas. you want to eat right so i have like all these sets of vacation pajamas that i like save for when i'm going out of town but yeah. it's just like it's so stupid why don't i wear this why don't all? i wear this like, how often do I travel? Like, compared yeah. to the number of nights that I sleep, I sleep in my, my bed, bed at home, right. how many nights am I really on the road? Like, I don't live the life where I'm out there, right? Yeah. And so, I slept in my vacation pajamas. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? And then you start <laughs> thinking about, like, we have all that. These are my, we started off with little church shoes. Yeah. You know, we have, like, things that are set aside for these specific occasions. That three times and, a year. And on some time, yeah, you got your Easter shoes. It's yeah. like, well, I'm going to grow out of these by the time you let me wear Next them, right? Year. Yeah. So... All of that, and, and it's interesting because we do, we place these situations where we're like, ooh, I'm, this is my such and such day, or... Yeah, New Year's. And we kinda, yeah, we, and we place <laughs> these things in these kind of boxes that, and it's really anticlimactic, like, because what happens is, I'll be like, ooh, this dress is going to be bound for that such and such party. Then, like, that party is approaching, and I'm like, I no, need a dress. Just, I need yeah. a dress for the party. Yeah. Because, like... Even though I, I, got it. I need like yeah like in yeah. that moment yeah right and yeah. I'm not even thinking about the dress that's been in my closet for six months yeah it's been in my closet for this six months so it's not special enough even though I was saving it specifically for this yeah. event now this yeah. event is here and I'm like I need a new dress yeah and so it's like we gotta stop doing that so I put on my vacation pajamas and I was like Shh. I, I was in good. here fly with my vacation pajamas yeah. on yes and we gotta stop doing that we gotta stop delaying placing, yeah we gotta stop delaying. Whatever we measure as success for this future moment, that's never going to come because... Because the only magical moments are the ones you decide to make magical. Because there's, no, there's nothing waiting for you 
It's not waiting for you. You are a participant in that. And so when I realized that this wasn't going to just happen to me and that how many Mondays have come, how many New Year's have come, how many special points in time, how many birthdays have come, how many of all these special dates that we relegated to the magic happening have come and gone because I didn't realize I was the magic. Right. Come and on that at any point in time, yes. I can make the change happen. I am the magic, Jesus. And that difficulty and struggle and all of that come with it. I love it. It comes with it. But on the other side of fear is always flight. Girl. And so if I want to fly, I got to put the work in. I got to practice. I got to do the hard stuff. But I got to focus on I want to fly. Right. So money ain't coming. But the thing is, everything you need to conquer, you have today. And so the book talks about discouragement. It talks about courage, being choosing to move forward in the face of fear. It's pretty, but fearlessness doesn't exist in my life. So yes, I have this pretty sign called fearless because my friend gave it to me. So I still put it on my coffee table because it's cute and I don't want to be disrespectful. But in my heart of hearts, I don't believe in fearless. Right. There are no fearless people. There are people that decide to face their fears. That's right. There are people that decide not to let it paralyze them. Mm Mm-hmm. That then they take away that power of that fear, but then face the next fear. And there are people who decide not to allow fear to be the basis upon which they make their decisions. Yes. Other than yes. to say, I'm feeling it's it there. and I'm doing okay. it anyway. It's there. It's not a big deal. I'm going to keep yeah. going. It doesn't get to take Girl. me out. So that's where the com- Monday never comes. You can get it from Amazon, all that stuff, or you can go straight to my website, learn more about my story, mondaynevercomes.com. And that's where I try to empower people to say, I don't care what your circumstances are. Today, there's something you got that can shift it. Amen. Yeah, that's that's me. Amen. We're gone, girl. That's it. (laughs) Well, tell them also where you they can follow you on social media because I know you do post a lot of encouraging things. You share your recipes. Yeah. Even just kind of again going back to the transparency of your story, and I think it's so important to hear. The powerful words yeah. that you just spoke, because I'm going to yeah. just be like full-blown meditating on those. <laughs> but also to see that even in the midst of these things that you're convinced of, mm-hmm. these truths that these truths that you've done the work to discover within yourself, because you are the magic, which I love mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm the freaking magic. Then you are the freaking magic, yeah, girl. Yeah, Myself and like let that yeah. sink in though, because yeah. like because we say it, we're like no, I gotta believe that. Like no, I'm the magic. I text my friend earlier this year, and I text, I text her and I said, I'm gonna change the world. Yeah, and I'm giving you this, and I said because I need you to remind me of this day yeah. when I feel like I can't do it. Yeah. So like I'm telling you this yeah. because now I'm I'm asking you to be my to accountability me. partner when it's time when to I start feeling like I can't. Yeah, like I need you to be like. Remember, you said you were gonna change the world, and like, yeah, you yeah. get to do that. Yeah. So even those of us going back to what you said, the people who look fearless and they look like the anomaly, like oh that's them. Even those of us who you may see in that light. You have to know that we have these moments yeah. of doubt, of uncertainty, of fear yeah. that try to convince us that we can't be exactly who you know us to be. Yeah. 
so many times I've had to tell myself in my process, this moment that I'm having that I feel like I'm about to break down, these moments are the moments that change. That, but beyond that, these are the moments that stop other people from pursuing their oh, dreams. Oh, yeah, yeah. They quit right here. It's, thi- it's right this. Here. It's this. It's right here. This is the, these are the moments that scare people off from doing what you're doing. Right here. You don't get to stop. Yeah. It's that, that last set of weights when it's hurting really bad. Yeah. So this hurts and you want to put it down or you realize actually it's that next this one. Is it. that next this is one. It. Push this past. Is it. So like that, I have had to like I pep talk myself. Like you think Ray Lewis got the pep talks? Yeah, no, you and me both. Psh, what? A lot of I be in here stuff. like full this. blown huddles. Yeah, like yes, three yes. person for real. Yes, because I have had to talk myself into and out of some mess. It's funny, and you you and you asked me, I'm gonna share that you made that point. What my social media information is, it's all consistent on every platform. It's Watch Queen Lose. And I got that title because the biggest loser denied me. Right. And I was desperate. And I was like, God, I think the biggest loser, I think you brought them to L.A. for me. I think this is my big break. Mm-hmm. And I really thought it was going to happen. And when it didn't, because I put my weight loss success on the biggest loser. Right. When it Outside didn't happen, you. I was like, forget that. Yeah. I was sad. I cried. I went through all of that. June the 1st, I said, I'm starting my own blog, Watch Queen Lose. Yeah. And every Tuesday, I start checking. And that's where my social media platform came from. I said, I will create my own show. Right. It is called Watch Queen Lose. You can log in and see my progress right here. And then from there, as other sites, Instagram and stuff start, you know, popping up, mm-hmm. I just named everything consistently Watch Queen Lose. Yeah. Because it came. And if I had the book before, it was in Watch Queen. What she, Queen, what she said, she didn't lose it. She... Released it. Watch yeah. Queen release. But regardless, yeah. it's a process of me saying, you know what? I can do this. I can keep going. With mm. the denial, with the rejection, with the, all that kind of stuff. Mm. I can, it's the huddle. It's that talk. You, you got to give yourself the pep talk that says, my livelihood can't possibly be determined by a television show. Or anything else outside of me. Or anything else outside of me. It can't. You can't tell me the success or the failure of my life is contingent on somebody else giving me a yes? You gotta be kidding me. I will create my own yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. You gotta be excited. I am the magic. I'm the magic. And on a good day, you realize it. And so you're like, I want your magic near me. But you didn't create my magic. Right. You acknowledged it and you said you want my magic near you. And okay, that's great too. But at the end of the day, when I realize I'm the magic, you take it with you and people are drawn to it. That's what happened. No one created me. I decided, except for one. I decided who I was based on who God said I was. And when I determined that, I move with that confidence. Because you start making your decisions from that, that place. place. From that place. And that goes back to what we've been saying all along <clears throat> is rewriting the script. Yeah. What was the foundation? What was the basis upon which I was making these decisions that have led me to this place that I'm not happy about being in? Yeah. How do I get back to the root of that? Rewrite that story and then start making new decisions from that new place that may or may not get me to where I'm going, but I know it's not going to take me back to where I've been. Yep. 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 And that's really all there is to it. And it's simply said, 
but it's not yeah. simply done. Like yeah. it is really grueling yeah. work. And I've said this on so many episodes of this podcast. And I know people who listen consistently are probably like, I'm so sick of her. But get it in your spirit. Yeah. You gotta do it. There's yeah. no way around that. There is no way around that. If you're not happy about where you are, only you can fix it. And the only way you fix and change where you are, if you want to do that, is to dig up the stuff that got you there in the first place. Mm-hmm. All the stuff that you contract, that you compacted, that you compounded. There was a story. Remember? Do you remember when Tony Evans came to the church and he said something to the effect of, "Sometimes we have so much trash that we don't want to deal with, and we keep compacting it, compounding it, and putting more trash on top of more trash. Mm-hmm. We keep compressing it and putting more trash on top of more trash. And then eventually, all that trash begins to attract rats, and then we become so distracted." Trying to get rid of the rats we that we never we deal, deal with, with the, trash. the trash. And so sometimes we've made all these decisions based on this fear that has created all these other circumstances in our lives that now we're so busy dealing with and trying to make it through and survive through all the other circumstances in our lives that when really, if we stop making decisions on this fear, all these other things will go away. You don't have to make those things go away. Deal with the root of it. Get to deal the, the root of it. Deal, Deal with the foundation, with not the, the residual effects, not the the stuff not the branches, the not the twigs, but the roots. Deal with the root of it, and, that and stuff that's will it. Go. That stuff will go. It don't have a choice because it won't have anything to feed off of. Dang. So I can't wait to listen to this myself because <laughs> I'm talking about running back, running back, over and over, run it and back. Over. Yes, this is always going to be something else for you. To Relevant. Face in life. I literally just said yesterday, and I'm going to go back into my notes because I don't care. I'm going to go into these notes. Y'all going to get these notes today. <laughs> That's just what it is. Yeah. And part of my yoga practice yesterday, I had a revelation that said, part of my responsibility in creating the life that I want to experience is to get comfortable being uncomfortable. I will never arise because even when I get to where I intended to go, I will have learned along the way how much more there is and how much farther I can go. So like... That's it. Joy, That's you it. are my sister in the spirit beyond our friendship. I literally was just texting my friend the other day and I was discouraged. She responds to me and she says, a woman told me yesterday, talking about me, that sometimes we have to learn to be comfortable with, the un- with being uncomfortable. That's it. You just said the exact... I tell- I have to realize that so much of the growth in my life is not going to be about getting comfortable. It's going to be about getting comfortable with being uncomfortable. Yep. Period. Yep. Because you never arrive. You don't get there. And if you think that you do, you got it wrong. Because what happens is if you think that you're arriving and you get there, you're going to be disappointed. Because... When you get there, you got stuff to do. You got stuff to do. It's not magic. You ain't take a you ain't take a road trip just to arrive at a place. Yes. You drove there to do something. Arrival. So you even when you arrive at your intended destination, you still got stuff to do once once you get you get there. You ain't just get to New York and now you just gonna stand there. No, you got stuff to see, people to visit, whatever your intention was. So you don't get to just And that's the other part about placing our happiness or our success or whatever in a future place. Mm. Is because we then, we run the risk of thinking that like, well, once I make X amount of dollars, I'll be good. 
No, because guess what will have happened? Along the way, you will have acquired things in your life that require maintenance. So when you start making more money, you're going to buy the bigger house. You're going to buy the fancier car. You're going to do whatever. And that means now you got to keep making more money to maintain those things. And so, you know, you think that you want to be married. Okay, well, once you get to the wedding day, you, yay. Okay, now you have a whole life to build with another person. So whatever these future things are that you say, well, once I do this, I'll be straight. Yeah, you will. In that moment, while you celebrate that thing, and then you're going to wake up the next day and realize you still got work to do to maintain that, to further cultivate that, or to to do whatever's next after that, because along the way, you've discovered this ain't the end. Yeah. This ain't the end. And when I tell you that's the season I'm in right now, I'm in the this ain't the end season, because who's getting ready to start a whole brand new career? Who? You. Oh, Okay. Because I thought this was it. Yeah. Yes, got my gym. Woohoo! Psych. Yeah. God unfolds. Stepping stone. He unfolds as you go. I use this because that's what you were comfortable with. Oh, you, yeah. you're good at fitness. Okay, yeah. You're going to step out. That's what it's going to take for me to get you to go out there and do what I want you to do. Cool. But now that you're there and you set up. for you to do next. certain things in that space. Yeah. And be present for people in a way that you didn't know was going to come out of that. Right. And now you're and like, then oh. he ushered me into, and what he's ushering me into now, if he would have told me this two years ago, I would have been like, not me. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Sounds good. Try again. Yeah. Maybe you meant another Joy Madison. Check your Rolodex. Yeah. There must be another one. Yeah. So life presents lessons when you're ready to learn them. Yeah. And that means being open to the idea that you got to take the first step yeah, so that you get to that new place so that you are ready to learn that new lesson for you to prepare for that next step to, to get to that new place, to learn that new lesson, to take that next step. And like, that's literally how life goes. Yeah. Even now, like after writing the book, like I was meeting with who he's made himself one of my mentors in this vein, which is fine, <laughs> but uh, which is good. Cause it helped me. But he starts talking to me, Leona, you know you're not selling books, right? You know this is about a brand. This is about this. This is about that. You need to do this speaking engagement. And it's just like, I thought everything in the world was just writing the book. You know what I'm saying? I'm done now, right? The book is, no, honey. But if God would have showed me the next phase before the book was ever even done, that would have overwhelmed me. Yep. The idea of writing the book was overwhelming enough. Yep. So you got to get to the next phase in the journey before you get to the next phase in the journey. Hello. And so what I just I made another note, y'all, because this <laughs> notes list is growing. <laughs> the the note I just made from based on what Liana and I are just talking about is life is a series of leaps, lessons and launches. Yeah. Like you literally take a leap, mm. you learn a lesson and then that launches you into your new thing. And then you take another leap, and then you learn a lesson, and then you launch into a new thing. So that's literally what it is. Life, as Liana makes a note. Y'all better get these notes popping and stop playing out here in these streets. Get these notes popping so you can have a reference. Launches. Yes, study that. Get Meditate on that. Get that in your spirit. Life is a series of leaps, lessons, and launches. Take a leap. Learn a lesson, launch to your new season. And you take mm. another leap, you learn another lesson, you launch to your new season. And that's really mm. what it's all about. So you can't get comfortable. Mm. You can't get comfortable because what you're on, wherever you are, is just a launch pad. 
It's just a launch pad. Wherever you are, it's just a launch pad. This is so not don't get it. settled. Don't this get ain't it. Don't get nestled in. Don't what? get your blankie. You ain't here for a long yeah, time. Yeah, whatever you determine, this is it. No, it's not. It ain't. Because if you wake up the next day and you still breathing, you got more to do. There's more to do. So, to don't do. get too comfortable. Leap, lesson, launch. That's what it is. Oof. And I think on that note, we're going to sign off. Yeah. <laughs> we got to chew on some stuff. Yes. So don't forget to visit mondaynevercomes.com. Pick up the book. Follow her. Watch Queen Lose on Man. Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all these places. Hear her wonderful story. She's an incredible person. She's doing a lot in this world. You want to be attached to her, even if from afar. Um, and take some notes because she's going to drop some jewels. So go and get your note phone, phone note out because she's going to drop them. And then you can follow me at Joy Hearts, J-O-I-H-E-A-R-T-S. And that is on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And a little bit of Periscope. One of these days I'm going to Periscope this live so y'all can see us in here. We be getting it in. Absolutely. Um, but sometimes I don't even want to get dressed for y'all. That's the thing. So, But anyway, we'll figure content. that out. <laughs> I mean, not dressed like I'm not butt naked. But I mean... <laughs> Where you're focused on the content and not right. appearance. Right, so right. you can just be authentically yeah, right. yourself and go there. Right. I understand. But anyway, so yeah, follow me. Follow Liana. Follow us. And we want to follow you too. Yes. So, follow back. you know, yeah, we want to... Um, this is a place to come and be while we're still becoming. And so, we want to walk with each other on these journeys. And... um Thanks so much for listening. I hope you learned something. I hope you were inspired. I hope I hope I hope you become unafraid. Mm-hmm. And I hope you remember that on the other side of your fear is flight.